Hello. Hey. Hello, friends. Welcome to, welcome to a new podcast uh, that we have decided to start. Got any name ideas? I don't have any name ideas. I was trying to make Regal and Swimfan uh, get together somehow, but I haven't come up with it. I got Portmanteau. Yeah, but we couldn't come up with anything anything interesting or funny or cool. So we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll give that, that some thought. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what is this? So uh, Swimfan, uh, I'm Regal. And I'm Swimfan. We're off to a great start. As you can see, I have a, we have a ton of broadcast experience. Um, yeah. We just want to talk about games. We've, we've had a lot of long conversations um, since we've known each other. Uh, I'm interested in creating content. Uh, Swimfan has some experience in creating content and, and is also interested in creating content. Um, content. So, Everyone loves content. We love content here. Um, so we just decided to start this podcast to see what happens. Um, so I, as you can see from the number of ums I've said so far, it's going to be a little rough. Hopefully it'll get better uh, over time. <laughs> that's, that's natural. Yeah, get over time. But um, before we start oh, talking yeah. about topics, let's uh, briefly introduce ourselves. So I will start. So I am Regal. Um, I've... You know, play games. You know, I, I always think back like the very first time I saw someone play games, I saw my uncle playing a game when I was like six years old, and it was all over oh. from there. That's all I wanted to do. For it was me. all over. Yeah, it was it was all over for me. Um, since then, you know, in my in my high school years, when my parents were uh, watching over me, you know, my entire day was focused around how to get more games in. Um, mm -hmm. As an adult, you know, I had to tune that back. Um, but uh, since I have a day job, and my day job is an engineer. Uh, a software engineer. Um, I have some experience in the gaming community. I, when I was in high school, uh, I wrote articles, a few of them for a very short amount of time uh, on Dota 2, or on Dota 1 at the time. I did some casting in StarCraft Brood War uh, very, very casually. Um, uh, also around the same time, uh, you know, that kind of all went away when I like, got into late high school, college uh, work. Um, but I, I do have a little bit of experience. I, I did cast with uh, Luminous, a Dota caster at my school's, uh, my university's uh, tournament. We had a tournament. I also won that tournament the next year. I won $75 Best Buy gift card. Hey. So I have, uh, and Big then time. I retired, so I'm undefeated. <laughs> yeah, undefeated so, champion. Yeah, undefeated. Uh, undefeated on land. So I have a little bit of experience, but by no means did I, did I go full-time into this. I, had, I went full-time into uh, my day job, uh, as it were. Uh, what about what, you, uh, Luminous, oh. he's a big Dota 2? Yeah, Luminous, uh, he used to be. I think he's no longer, yeah, he's no longer part of the community. He was uh, He was part of Dota early on. I actually, when I mentioned I wrote articles, I actually wrote articles for a site in Dota 1. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. think he knew who I was the second time we met. But yeah, so that's, he used, he used to be a Dota community member. He cast the finals of the first or second uh, international, excuse me, international, oh, nice. the Dota 2 Worlds equivalent, yeah. Dota 2 World Championships. Uh, and then I think he kind of left the scene more or less, uh, you know, over the years. I don't think he's a part of the scene any longer, but back then he was yeah. still at least somewhat relevant. Yeah. Yeah, me. So uh, I call myself Swim Fan. And uh, yeah, I've been playing games all my life too. Uh, I think back to I probably started playing it three or four i had two older brothers who played video games and i wanted to 
deep uh, caught up with them. And I remember playing and I remember playing Super Mario Brothers, the original, and being caught by my babysitter to play. Wait, so. like the first one? The one where Yes, Super Mario one, Brothers on NES. The one where they just come down and just jump on them forever? Wait, what? Is that that's that's the first one, right? You're... Are you thinking of the original Mario Brothers with like the sewers where you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the original. Oh. Uh, we did have that on on Atari, but uh, I, see. I see. But really, the first time I really started to know how to play games was the NES, and then I played some of the Atari uh, twenty six hundred, I think it's called. And that had we had Mario Brothers on that way before my time. My first console. My first quote-unquote console was the well, it was the Game Boy, uh, original Game Boy. Um, but I didn't. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't do too much with that because my parents wouldn't buy me batteries. So <laughs> I ended like up, well, I have, a, I have a whole long story about how that happened, but I ended up flipping that and Pokemon Gold into a Game Boy Advance and rechargeable batteries. Um, I, I had a whole racket going. Oh wow, that and, was some time later, though, wasn't? Yeah. So. So yeah, I had a whole I had a whole racket in in middle school in elementary school, um, you know, trading up, trading up in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but but for me, it was mostly PC games because that's what I had access to pretty much. Uh, yeah, I uh, I was a lucky kid. I got a lot of those consoles and did not have a lot of uh, restrictions on what I could play and how. Which probably not a great idea. No, <laughs> I mean you ended, you ended up playing. You ended up playing, right? So how? Where did you uh, end up? Maybe some, yes and no. Uh, <laughs> well, I did okay, end up working in game. Uh, so there's that. Um, yeah, yeah. About me and my background. I went into games right after college. I studied for business and marketing, and so I went into marketing for. Uh, first, I started at. Um, Electronic Arts, working on the Command and Conquer series, which was not big by then. Oh, you caught it at the tail end? I see. Yes, yes. Command and Conquer 3, and then uh, the expansion to that, and also the the Lord of the Ring uh, RTS as well, Battle for Middle-Earth, working on that too. Very popular. You got in right. You got in right at the end of RTS, then, like right when yeah, all time. the good RTS stopped, uh, stopped being made, and everyone was still trying to cash in on Warcraft Three. Yeah, my first, uh, my first day or my first week, we did the uh, all the like FMVs for Man and Conquer Three. Like, what, what is FMV? Film them. Uh, full motion video, which was uh, in the early days of CD-ROM. Oh, was I see. I see. actual videos, but it's very low res gotcha yeah uh have you played the commanding colleges i i have never i mean i played it like a couple times just like at a friend's house but i've never uh, i don't know too much about it other than that red alert 2 was like well known yeah part of the i guess charm of all of those was that they had these cut scenes in between missions that were all full motion video so you have like real people talking to you and in command and conquer 3 they had a bunch of like <laughs> low-level celebrities like uh, oh, interesting what was that woman on battlefield, battlefield battlestar galactica i i do not watch movies so there's no that's way a, I'm gonna that's a uh, that's a tv show i uh also don't watch tv <laughs> shows 
I can't remember her name, but a bunch of people on that, and some people on Lost, and... Oh, Lot, wow. Uh, lot, wow. Damn, I'm old. Yeah, did you watch Lost? I, I remember, so I stopped watching TV when we stopped having a TV, and that was ninth what? grade. But I remember seeing, I remember seeing commercials for Lost when I still had a TV. And man, that was a <laughs> You didn't have a TV? Wow, this is a restrictive household yeah well that it was it wasn't that wasn't the reason it wasn't that it would distract me but um oh, we okay. didn't have we couldn't really afford a tv at that time was the oh i see i see yeah 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 well that's probably for the best also <laughs> well yeah <laughs> I, no complaints there so you were probably uh downloading a lot of cracked games on pc then huh uh i absolutely would never do that uh, okay, good. Why? Why uh, would you want to bring that up? There's no way I would ever illegally acquire games of any kind. Okay, good. Good, we got that out of the way. Um, so anyway, I uh, I went on to work at Activision uh, at uh, first starting on their shitty kids games, and then over to Call of Duty for a good amount of time. So oh, I was. Is, I was is Call of Duty um, not a kitty kids game? <laughs> Uh, I'm talking about like uh, DreamWorks yeah, movie games like Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> uh, the game. Kung Fu Panda the movie, the game. Wow. Um, and yeah, Call of Duty is all the, all the kiddies. They're just, you know, they pretend to be older. So, and then from there I, w I worked at Riot Games on, on League of Legends, the like, spin-offs they were working on. But uh, I left before any of those spin-offs were actually launched. But uh, now they have some. Unfortunate. Well, mostly I, I played on console, but I played a lot on PC as well. Uh, one of the types of games I really liked are old school point and click adventure games, the stuff I speedrun, and uh, that wasn't on console; it was only on PC. Well, so, what are uh, for those who don't know? Uh, I definitely didn't know until I met you. What are what are some of the games that fall into this category? Yeah, they, they did all right for their time in like the 80s and 90s, but they were never huge. Um, their games like the Sierra games, King's Quest and Space Quest and Quest for Glory, there's always a quest in the name. Uh, Leisure Suit Larry, does that bring any bells? Oh, wow. I I know. It was like an early, that, like, quote unquote, adult game. Yeah, but yeah. Interesting. It's, it was just cheeky humor, really. It's not really. Right, right. It's not a porno game. Well, it was like it was like 1980 something, right? So it, yeah, back in yeah, those yeah. days, I'm sure it was scandalous. It was. It was very scandalous. But I played them nonetheless. I remember my stepmom bringing me home. We just do Larry one and two to play. So. <laughs> fascinating family you got there. <laughs> yeah, fascinating. She figured I could handle it, and um, but but yeah, I've, I've got experience on. Console and PC, but just mostly mostly console. But I played a lot of PC games too, like uh, uh, some like uh, the original EverQuest and uh, games like X Wing. I played a shit ton of. Sounds vaguely familiar. What are uh, so on that same topic? What are some of the games? Um, what are some of like your favorite games? And that can mean that can mean like the most important or most influential games on you. That can mean games you spent the most time in, uh, or or most memorable for other reasons. Yeah, I've got got a lot of those. Um, oh, I got a list. Let's hear it. I got a list right here. My top one. I got my top one hundred. Top one hundred. I can't even count that high. 
yeah, I played a lot of the Japanese RPG classics like Final Fantasies and Chrono Triggers of the world and Xeno Gears and that kind of stuff. And I, I really got into those. Like for for most most of my gaming life, I did a lot of single player games. But there's okay. also some co-op games I played, like couch co-op games, because I didn't get into real PC gaming until real college. PC yeah, the real stuff. But I did some LAN parties in uh, in high school, like playing um, Quake and StarCraft and mm-hmm. Duke Nukem 3D on the LAN parties, where you bring your whole computer over. Yep. Man, those were those were fun. I remember I only had a couple of them, but those were some of the best mm-hmm. memories I had in high school. Well, yeah, a lot of fun. Everybody hauling in huge, yeah. <laughs> huge computers. Uh, we had some. We had some like a like a different school, uh, like a big, large location, basically, and we were just mm-hmm. there for like multiple hours, and everyone, you know, yeah, so there were there was no concern about noise or anything, so everyone was just screaming their ass off um, yeah. frequently. It was great. That is great. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've had that kind of experience. Uh, and then, like I said, um, adventure games. Um, I guess they they call them they call them adventure games, but they're kind of like story puzzle games. I guess you call them. Mm-hmm. Um, all the Sierra Quest games and the uh, Lucas Arts games, which are probably better than Sierra. The games like Monkey Island and Sam and Max. And these and these like are that. a different category from uh, walking simulators, right? Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're not just you're not just walking around looking mm-hmm. at stuff. You're it's a lot of like dialogue and dialogue puzzles gotcha. and uh, inventory stuff. You know, you pick up stuff, you combine it with other stuff, and use it somewhere else. It's a lot of that. So I guess uh, I guess we're kind of a topic here, but this is kind of interesting to me. So I played, you know, I I actually wasn't familiar with this category until um, you introduced them to me some time back. Oh. Um, so they. They fall into a lot of categories that I, uh, th- but not quite, right? Uh, I guess the closest I could say about them is that they're kind of like the text adventure games, but with oh, graphics, yeah. right? Um, like well, wait, the, what text adventure games did you play? Uh, very few. I mean, I played a, I played a MUD, like a text MMO. Mm, yeah. I played mm-hmm. Achaea Dreams of the White Lands as a 13-year-old, which is, if you know, I doubt anyone has ever heard of it, but if you know anything about the text MMO community, Playing as a thirteen-year-old is not a good idea. Um, it was more adult than this. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like a role. It's like actual role-playing, right? Like role-playing, role-playing. Um, right. And yes, there's a lot of adults, um, and there's a lot of, you know, role-play romance, and things of Ooh. that nature. Uh, oh, yeah. Getting spicy. Very interesting experience. Anyway, did you did you meet your first uh, girlfriend there? <laughs> no, I did. I did not, but. Um, I did meet someone uh, who was a girl in that game that I talked to a lot, and that yeah. person, or I used that, I used that person's name as my, uh, as like a female character name for a while. That's about as yeah, far as it got. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that, I am. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's so it's kind of it, I think the closest is like the text adventure, like the only one I really remember is like the Hitchhikers one, right? That one is like kind of well known. Uh, yes, but, like, and it, it's practically impossible but yes well, yeah but it's like the the kind of premise uh gameplay elements are the same but just with pictures uh, uh could... yes 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 i i would i'd agree with that because mm-hmm. like the and, other um... the other thing sorry i'm t- 
totally driving us right. One, one more thing. The the other thing that's kind of similar is like Baldur's Gate or Planescape Torment, but that's definitely not in the same category, right? There's similarities, but yeah, like they they did some good dialogue puzzles, I'd say, but right. there's also battles, there's fighting, you know, tactical stuff right. with right. casting spells and whatnot, and there's none of that in Monkey Island too. And um, speaking of Planescape Torment, that's on my list too. That was oh, really? A, that was a formative game. Yeah, I love to get into. Um... You know, we'll, we'll have plenty of time, but I'd love to get deep into some of these games that, that have had great effects on us um, and yeah. what we liked about Yeah, what about you? What are some, did we yeah. talk about the games for you? Uh, not yet, but um, so for me, um, like I said, I, my experience was limited by what I had access to. Um, mm -hmm. So in fact, for, you know, so I only, I had a Game Boy Color, or not a Game Boy Color, original Game Boy. So I played a lot of the Pokemon games, which is what I had access to at the time. Um, I ended up, you know, trading up and, and did some things to acquire um, a Game Boy Advance <laughs> and then eventually a, uh, a Nintendo DS, the fat one, the original DS. Um, uh -huh. And then after that, I kind of had like my own money um, and freedom Absolutely. and credit card to, you know, do what I wanted. But in my form, in my early years, that's kind of what I had access to. It's, it was that and PC. So. I played a lot of yeah Pokemon. Um, I played a lot. Which Pokemon, like Red and Blue? Yeah. Or which... uh, so I had a bootleg Chinese Pokemon Yellow. Um, oh. That did not work very well. I never really finished that game. Uh, oh. It was like very. It was like it was like bootleg, bootleg, like the kind of you know the you know the meme videos about like the Vietnamese crystal or whatever. It was like kind of in that in that vein. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I'll look that up. Oh, yeah, you should look that up. I think it's Vietnamese. I'm sorry to the Vietnamese um, bootleg community if I'm misrepresenting the quality of your bootleg games. But... <laughs> okay. Pokemon Vietnamese Crystal, is that what Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. That sounds right. Yeah. So I had so I played that, uh, but most of what I played was Pokemon Gold, um, and then I ended up trading that, or I ended up finagling the Game Boy Advance and then Pokemon Sapphire, and that was the game I played the most of. So my, my fondest mm -hmm. Pokemon memories are Gens one through, or two and three, really, um, but mostly three, because that's that's what I ended up uh, really- They got, the got them all, caught them all? Mm -hmm. uh, no, I, I never caught them all, I couldn't trade, and, and honestly, I was never that interested in catching them all, but um, I did just beat the Elite Four a bunch of times, so that's that was great. What, so your bootleg versions you couldn't trade? Uh, no, you could trade. I had those. I had the official versions by that point. Only the yellow. Oh. Only yellow was uh, bootleg. But uh, I didn't have a link cable. Uh, oh. If you recall <laughs> the requirement back in those days, and I also I also yes. didn't have friends nearby. Uh, that was before most of like the internet, really. Um, so I didn't really have friends nearby to that also played and and things of that nature. Ah, unlucky. Um. But most, aside from the Game Boy Advance games, uh, mostly I spent my time playing PC games. And probably the most formative game for me is Brood War, StarCraft Brood War. Mm -hmm. I've, I just happened to, like someone just just gave me a copy of the game at some point. Um, and I basically just spent all my time playing that game. And then very quickly I discovered that there was a competitive scene. This was like... This yeah, did you play on like Battle.net or something? Uh, I did. I did do that, uh, but I discovered the competitive scene when I was like, I don't know, nine, maybe ten. Um, wow. It was I was basically just hooked from there. Actually, it might have been later than that. Anyway, I was I was very into it 
um, staring at that. In fact, in middle school, I made like some, we had like a technology class and then <laughs> my, my project was a website where I like explained the uses of all the units in StarCraft. So uh, <laughs> I was, I was, I was user existing knowledge. Yeah. Very. How, how were you at it? Were you any good? No, I was not that. I mean, I was, I was better than like a casual, an actual casual, yeah. but um, I was not good. I was, if you, back in the day, the ranking system was called IC Cup. It was a, la a private ladder. Mm -hmm. um, I never made it past like D plus in IC Cup, which is pretty much the lowest. Rank. It's like the equivalent of like low silver or high bronze in League of Legends or whatever. So okay. better, better than like, you know, uh, an actual story only player, but definitely not. I, I definitely played some StarCraft and Brood War online and just got my ass kicked. Yeah. Uh, actually, my friend and I would join uh, three-player free-for-all games and then just team up and kill the other guy because <laughs> we weren't good enough to actually win. I see. So, yeah, that that's, that's, that was fun. That's, that's kind of the appeal of the game, right? You can The online lobby system and the custom maps were, were a big draw. I met, I met a couple yeah. of friends through... Um, through custom games and stuff back when i made a bunch of uh warcraft 2 custom maps as i recall oh nice yeah i also i also tried my hand at making some starcraft maps i made some melee maps i made i i, I tried to make a couple of custom maps but i was definitely not smart enough to or dedicated enough to do something like that back then but i tried i also tried casting um on my youtube channel there's like 17 year old videos of me casting some like 2003 to 2006 Starcraft games, so I was I was mm -hmm. really into it, um, and from there I got into Dota, Dota One, through Warcraft at the time, uh, through mm -hmm. just a friend at school who recommended it to me, um, and that kind of. Were, took you, were you playing Warcraft as well? No, I was never really good at Warcraft. Warcraft, I always say that like Warcraft Three is one of those games that I just never, it never made sense to me. Like usually I can play a game and I can kind of like really quickly figure out. Mm -hmm. how it's put together and, and what is good and what is bad but warcraft 3 i i watched a lot of warcraft um just for fun sometimes i, I was really into it for a time mm -hmm. but i could never i just never understood it like it was so different than what i had understood in starcraft right? it was it's a very unique game i never got anywhere with warcraft 3 i played a ton of warcraft 1 and 2 though but they were a lot more limited in what you could do yeah that's I, I think I played Warcraft 2 once, but that was before Brood War even came out, right? So, I think so, yeah. yeah. By that time, or even StarCraft even came out. So by that time, I think StarCraft had taken over in the general consciousness. Yeah, and I was just playing, for the most part, I was just playing the single-player campaigns. Because I just every time I tried online, I'd just get killed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, same. I, I had the same experience, honestly. Um, but yeah, so I, played, I, I got really into Dota. Um, like I said, I cast some Dota. I played a lot of Dota. Um, in a different life, I might have tried to play more Dota, but I don't think I, uh -huh. you know, given given the family situation, I don't think that was ever an, a real opportunity for me. Also, I wasn't that good. Um, but I wrote articles. I was I got really into it for quite some time, um, and then as kind of school, a university took over. I, I kind of lost interest in trying to be that good at it. Um, you know, and yeah, I, I mean, also, you gotta spend a lot of time, right? Yeah. Um, and also in the middle, I played League, uh, but it was, you know, that was a period when I was really into competitive games. I mean, I'm still into competitive games, just not playing them necessarily. Um, yeah, you but, just watch them? Yeah, I do. I do still watch them. Um, I watch uh, almost any competitive games. I find it 
Uh, also sports. I also watch sports for the same reason I find the... Physical sports? P-sports, mm-hmm. as they call them? Uh, P-sports, yes. P-sports. Interesting. <laughs> I've never heard that term, but yes, I do watch uh, P-sports that I find interesting. Well, just not all of them. Um, but in the what, middle what, of the way... What sports are you into? Oh, I, I watch uh, American football, mostly. Um, oh, okay. If I were to rank the sports by uh, by tiers, you know, American football is like A tier. Um, I think wow. it's a great combination of strategy and physical talent and variety um okay you know baseball is next just because it has diversity uh and then you know then diversity of the game or like diversity of uh like player types yeah like i think one of the things that appeals to me about both those sports is that um, different types of people can excel at them Uh, or different body shapes can excel at them right and people that have different physical makeups and i'm not saying that like you know weak people or whatever can excel at them we're not talking about like golf or whatever right but it's like uh, it's a it's it's appealing to me because uh, you can see that different you know five six people that are really strong have a role but six six people that are really strong also have a role or whatever right Um, right okay in different ways and like fast people uh have a role but it's the role is different from slow people so I find that interesting and then it goes but my tier list goes way down from there um i at the very bottom is basketball i think basketball is like the worst sport uh, really yes Why not? <laughs> uh we can get we can get into the form. i mean we don't have to get yeah. it so off right um, but... we we'll save it for a future episode actually um okay. i i don't actually think it's like i i think it has some problems as a game uh like some fundamental problems as a game but you know i i definitely understand why people are into it and i I'm also watch that at the time I used to go to basketball games and baseball games in Minneapolis with my family. And so before I could drink beer, basketball baseball wasn't as interesting. Ah, but going, going to a baseball game and drinking and eating makes a difference. Um, no, sorry, baseball game. But uh, basketball I always found pretty exciting. You know, it's always constant action, but uh, I, I never really got into got into into sports yeah that makes sense i I mean i found out pretty early on that i was never playing a sport under any circumstances right so um, that caught my interest (laughs) for a while um but my issue with i mean i think basketball is like a very fun game to watch on on some level right but i think what i mean is like rules wise and uh player profile wise and strategy wise i think it falls apart anyway that's uh some people are very angry well I don't think we have any listeners, but if we did, someone's very yes. angry right now. But uh, we can we can talk about that. Um, you know, we can talk about that in a more nuanced and full way later. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I watch. So I'm really interested in competitive sport, in competitive games. I've tried, I've played uh, a good amount of time in pretty much all the categories. Um, obviously, I used to play RTS. Uh, I play MOBAs, or I played MOBAs mm-hmm. for a while. I played fighting games uh, for a while. I mean, I still come back to it once in a while. Um, I played card games. Card games are probably the games that I was uh, the best at. Oh, what uh, what card games? So I played Magic uh, in high school. Um, yeah, me too. I played it quite a lot. I went to like locals and stuff, and I was I did actually pretty well at the local tournaments. I used to walk, I used to walk like two and a half hours to get to my local game shop. Oh, wow! There. Yeah, that only a couple times though. But yeah, that was, you know, when you're in high school. And you have nothing to do. I guess that's that passes. Um, oh sure, oh sure. Uh, 
I was never that good. So. Yeah. And then I play Hearthstone. Um, like, I got to Legend in Hearthstone for a couple seasons before I got bored, uh, slash the new expansion came out. Um, nice. but yeah. Hearthstone really uh, did something special. Uh, what do you mean? It seemed to. Uh, I mean, it just certainly hit a hit a struck a chord with people because it was very. Oh yeah, I have uh, like even from expert card players to very casual. People. Yeah, I thought Hearthstone was a great game, uh, and I think I think the way it embraced the RNG as like a core part of the game was like a really good decision. Uh, I want to compare it. I have some thoughts about Hearthstone because Hearthstone was not was by no means the first like high quality or high-ish quality digital card game i actually used to play really what what else do you play what else i actually used to play this game called soul forge yeah i know that one okay uh, it came out like two or three years before hearthstone i played it quite a lot and um it it really was you know how people you know the same arguments that people make over and over about like how rng is bad mm -hmm. in hearthstone like uh soul forge basically gives those people exactly what they want and it is not fun um, <laughs> they eliminated as much RNG they really did and they also eliminated uh they made the power level of the cards very similar to each other so like if you were drafting you know how sometimes in hearthstone uh -huh. you play arena not that anyone plays should ever play arena arena is terrible uh, but you play arena yeah, it's I like wow this card there, yeah. like this guy has uh sylvana's windrunner right how lucky can you get? Literally can't beat this card. Well, Soulforge eliminates that because, you know, the power level of the cards is very, very similar to each other. There's very little variance, and hmm. and honestly, as a result, it made for a very boring product. Um, so, but oh, okay, interesting. That's that's a good topic I mean, for future, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think I told you I was hired at Riot to work on their digital card game, mm -hmm. so I I was going to be the guy running their marketing until they reset the game like multiple times unfortunate uh, to what it is true. now legends of rune terror right? yeah, that's yeah. What it's called. uh but that was like years after i worked on it we were working on it oh, i think we talked about this so we were we they were originally working with direwolf mm -hmm. digital yep. on it yeah uh direwolf so digital which makes pleasure. eternal right i don't know I is that a current one that is a, that is i think they make eternal which is that another digital card game doing okay if i remember correctly yeah car digital card games never really got big in terms of like a, a ton of play i mean magic magic online was okay but it was so janky compared to something like yeah do you know about do you know about magic arena though the new online client uh no how new is that uh it's not that new anymore but it is it is basically like their their modern version of magic online um, it has its own it has some serious problems but i think the player base is generally large and or was was large at some point. I don't know what it's like now. I know I had some I, serious issues. I weirdly played some Magic games on the console. Um, oh, I don't remember what they were uh, called. Duels of I the Planeswalkers, right? Yes, Duels of the Planeswalkers. Yes. That's right. I almost wanted great, to play those games. Name. Um, I played, in fact, uh, I some of my favorite card game experiences are the console Yu-Gi-Oh games, actually. Oh, uh, like the oh, 3DS really? Yu-Gi-Oh game. Or the Nintendo you, DS Is Yu-Gi-Oh good? No, I think Yu-Gi-Oh is a terrible game. Okay. okay, but it's it's kind of fun. Like it's fun. I watched the cartoon somewhat. <laughs> oh yeah, the cartoons are the cartoons are fun. Um, the car wait wait a second. What did you say? Sorry, you beta. Which what, what did you describe them as? Did you say cartoons? Yeah, I watched the Yu-Gi-Oh. The cartoons. Anime. Excuse me. 
Sir, they're <laughs> called anime. They're called anime. They're, uh, they're, they're cartoons. Not cartoons. They're animation. These little guys walking around. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anime. Sorry. The, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, wa- I, I mean, it, was, it kind of just taught you how to play, like Pokemon. The in the anime or cartoons, they they completely have a major disregard <laughs> for the rules of the game. Uh, in Yu-Gi-Oh. That's, o- that's okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they they definitely would not teach you how to play, but um, anyway, yeah, I had a lot of fun playing the console, like single player version of those games. Uh, oh, and the Magic yeah. never never really had that experience, unfortunately. But a single player experience? Yeah. Yeah, um, they never they never seem to have really gotten into that in a good way. Um, I played a, a shit ton of card games very briefly when I first started working there, and then I just worked played mostly Magic and. Uh, our games oh, but nice. um, so, for the longest like... time they were trying to figure out how to not run into the off-discussed mana screw of magic oh i have a lot of thoughts about this this is a hot topic <laughs> yeah i mean it's a it's it's kind of like the ccg topic it is it is and this is but but i think that's fair because that's that's very much riot's philosophy which i think is valid even if i even though it's not what I would enjoy, right? Because like League of Legends compared to Dota takes very much the same approach, which is like you're trying to remove frustration, right? Mm-hmm. Even at the cost of, um, quote, you know, what I would consider to be depth or complexity. Maybe yep. uh, you know a lot of people don't consider that, but you know the goal is to remove frustration, um, and a part of the benefit of that is that you get to attract a wider audience. You get to make less negative experiences, right? And you get to have Players that put in less effort also have the same positive experiences. Players that put in a lot of effort maybe not have as many, you know, really positive experiences. But you remove the negative experience on the front side. Um, yeah, you kind of you kind of uh, rub the corners off, and mm-hmm. change the corners off. And, uh, and, and yeah, and League of Legends compared to Dota is is very much. In fact, it was like explicitly that way. Um, in yes. fact, it was it was like built by people who got really frustrated at a bunch of stuff in Dota that they thought was stupid, and they removed it. <laughs> yeah, uh, what, what I mean, they did definitely they did definitely like steal Dota and, and get it to a a wider release online version before Dota two came around. That's like, that was a yeah, was that's a... true. But it's not. I don't think it's quite because uh, Heroes of New Earth also existed, right? So I don't think it's quite. Mm-hmm. Heroes uh, of New Earth was never big, really big though. Uh, it was in the competitive community for a while. It was never. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it definitely never had. Yeah, it had a well, it had a large by, you know, number of competitors, sort of competitive scene. But yeah, it never had any casual appeal. Um, mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I remember working working at Riot early on. That often stated like major competitors is here's a new world. That was well. That was it back then, right? Because here's a new world was the only. The first like well, Dota, Dota one, right? Yeah, um, but yeah, Heroes of New Earth worked with the developer. Uh, you probably know this, but Heroes of New Earth directly worked with the developer, or was like basically directed by the developer of Dota one at the time. Uh, who, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, um, okay. So, and they remember. they just literally directly ported a bunch of heroes, um, and then Ice Frog developer decided to. I may not be getting the story exactly correct, but um, at some point they they parted ways and. And as to the Han devs, um, basically just took it in their own direction. And uh, I see. Uh, I Wait, I started was working on that originally. Yeah. So he was he was uh, working directly with um, 
in, in some kind of like high level role uh, for Han. And then he went oh, back to the other okay. one for at least a year or two and then Valve, you know, they maybe he even had a he even had this at the time, like lined up, but he then worked with Valve on Dota two and I think he is still I think he's still there. Uh, he doesn't really have any no one knows anything about him, so Yeah, what was the Dota guy that came to Riot's? Uh Gwinsu um, probably. Gwinsu, yes, there's another one. Oh, there's a Pendragon. Yes, Pendragon. That's what I'm thinking uh, of. Pendragon was, was not a developer. Guy, Pendragon is a was a forum yeah. forum manager, widely hated in exactly. the Dota community. What? Widely hated? Did you yeah. say? Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Well, no wonder he left. Yeah. Well, people hate him because he left. Um, basically, what happened was he he managed like the biggest Dota forum at the time when forums mm -hmm. still existed. Um, and then when he left, he deleted the forum and locked all its content and, ma and made the homepage point to League of Legends, or like made an ad Ooh. to say, you should try playing League of Legends. Wow, dick move. Yeah, people were, and still are, very upset just because you don't have to do that. Uh, uh, what was his name? Do you know his real name? Pendragon? Oh, I, I don't. It. I can probably find it's... out. Eh, it doesn't matter. I shouldn't be. Yeah. Shit talking. You probably yeah. For I mean, your... it's funny. He he kind of like had a. Once he was at Riot, he kind of was like part of the inner circle and could do no wrong. Like mm -hmm. he basically could do whatever job he wanted, and they would be like, "Yep, sure, you're the you're the man." <laughs> That's so. And anything he had to say about community or marketing was always like, "Oh yeah, he knows. This is this is the guy." So we interesting, say. interesting. <laughs> Uh, and that's all I mean, said about that. Maybe, well, yeah, I guess we should move on before, <laughs> before anything else happens. Wow, we've been we've been talking about this for a long time. Um, to clear oh, yeah, some influences, right. I I do also play single player games. Uh, some of my favorite my favorite single player games, you know, I I tend to get really annoyed at uh, a lot of storytelling tropes. Um, so there's such as. Oh yeah, such as basically like mass market type of generic stories. I I, I consider I feel like are very generic or very tropey. Um, sure, fate, sure. Okay. fate falls into this category, even though I still play uh, Fate Grand Order quite a lot. Um, oh right, yeah, I've never played that. Yeah, um, but but that kind of thing. So a lot of a lot of mainstream games didn't, or or, or they appealed to me as a kid, but don't necessarily appeal to me now for the story. But I enjoyed a lot of games. Uh, so some of my favorites are Fire Emblem. Um, oh, sure, though, yeah. Even though the story doesn't necessarily hold up or whatever, but I thought the game was really good. I played it a lot. Uh, it, this was... Since the beginning, Fire Emblem, was it always permadeath stuff? Um, I couldn't tell you because Fire Emblem goes way back, right? Uh, okay. Fire Emblem, the Fire Emblem, the first one that was released in the U.S., uh, released as Fire Emblem, is actually Fire Emblem 7, but it's actually like oh, the wow. ninth game or whatever. And that was in like okay. 19, that was like either like 1999 or like 2000 and something. Oh, wow. It's pretty late. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe it's earlier. Maybe it's later than that. Maybe it's like 2004. But anyway, yeah, that was, that was pretty late. That was like a ninth game. So the history goes all the way back. And I don't, I really don't know anything about the early games. I know the first game is the one with Marth. It's uh, Shadow Dragon. Mm -hmm. And that got remade several times, including in the US. So, I, but I never really played that. But that could probably tell you more about what that's like okay 
Yeah, I, I played a couple of Fire Emblems, but uh, it was too much of a bummer when my guys died. Yeah. Like, I had to, you know, I, I got sick of worrying about that. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Totally understandable. Uh, also, I mean, for, for me, especially since those games were hard, right? Like, those games were yeah uh, made to be hard and uh there was no casual mode like there were in the later games so uh, did you play a lot of um would that be defined as like a tactics tactics game? Like yeah i think final fantasy tactics, tactics? Mm -hmm. did you play that i played final fantasy tactics advance uh, i didn't have access to the original ta uh, tactics was ps something right yeah so it's i didn't have access right? to that um, i hear that's a much better game uh i then tried to play it uh, then advance and A2, yeah. which is the there's three right. There's tactics, which is the one with uh, Agrius and Ramza. It's Ramza, right? I think. Yeah, Ramza. I remember. Uh, that. And then there's tactics advance, which is for the Game Boy Advance. Mm -hmm. And then there's A2, which is for the DS. Uh, oh, okay. Their popularity, I think, probably goes in that order as well. But I played, I played Advance a lot. That was like one of my favorite games. Someone, my friend, gave it to me for Christmas, so it was one of the games I had, or for my birthday, maybe. It was one of the games mm -hmm. I had access to. Um, and then, in fact, I, I thought about modding that game because I actually feel like I know a lot about it, but because I played it. So what do you want to mod? Um, I wanted to make a challenge mode, a hard mode, that oh. was not oh, wow. based okay. on. That was not based on. Because, um, like, in mods, a lot of times what happens is people make challenge modes based on limiting what you can do with your own character. Like, in Pokemon, there's a mm -hmm. lot of challenge mods that prevent you from grinding or, like, make the enemy scale to whatever level you are. Okay. Uh, I don't think that's a good paradigm. Or, like, I personally didn't find that to be a good paradigm, like a very fun paradigm. Um, mm -hmm. But to get the same effect, I, I considered modding a... Uh, a mode where it's kind of like end game rating in WoW or other MMOs, right? Yeah. Where it's like you want to, you need to raise your characters to the max level and optimize them in a certain way to take on similarly max level challenges, right? So in other words, it's like right. max so it's level. like end game content. Yeah, exactly, end game content, oh. uh, which uh, obviously games like that lack because you don't really expect people, most of your players to keep playing past the end game, right? I mean, uh, later Final Fantasy games, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that that definitely started coming on later on, back in back in kind of the era. And the other game I played a lot of on the Game Boy was um, Golden Sun. Oh sure, yeah, uh, yeah. If you that was like my favorite game for a while. I thought you know, I was much younger and less cynical in those days, and I thought that was like the coolest, best story ever. <laughs> uh, you know, when I was is it was, tactical as well? No, it was a JRPG for sure. I can't believe I've never played it. Like I've heard of it, but I never actually played it. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. It was at it was at uh, there was actually a speedrunning community for it. It was at um, what was what's the thing called? Uh, RPG Limit Break recently. Oh wow! Okay, so cool. I should check it out. I'm checking out because um, I I like a lot, I mean I loved RPGs or at least I used to. But uh, when I you were also of... younger and less cynical. Yeah, I mean yeah. you know you get used to the crap. Yeah. For uh, sure, for sure. Uh, I played Sui Toden 2 not that long ago, which was something somebody told me that uh, was very, like, a cult classic that I just mm -hmm. never played. And it was, it had some interesting stuff, but, you know, and it's just too old. Yeah, <laughs> whole, for you know, sure, for sure. There's so much modern shit that makes games more fun. Yeah. But it was, it was interesting. 
there, there's a community for that, right? Like I, I saw, I saw like a Suikothon or a Suikothon go by on my feed at some point. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I have no idea. But that's, that's basically it. So, uh, was there anything else I missed? I think that's that's about covers the what most get, important games for me. Can I ask you what, like, uh, your fighting game background? Oh, sure. Uh, it's very little. Um, I basically started playing fighting games when I was watching a lot of Twitch. Um, mm. I no longer do that, but back in college, I watched a lot of Twitch, and I happened to come across, uh, like, a local tournament. That was that, that was back when the biggest games were Street Fighter 4 and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Um, oh, I got okay. really into yeah. watching those games. I played, uh, I tried playing both those games for a while. I, you know, I, I, I played them a reasonable amount, but didn't really make that many friends that also played them. So I ended up yeah. not playing them that much. Um, so I play, but I have, I sample the fighting games that come out. Um, I played Skullgirls. I played uh, Marvel, uh, Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5. I play a lot of the enemy games, Guilty Gear, uh, BB Tag was probably the one I actually enjoyed BB the most. Uh, Blaze that? Blue Cross Tech Battle. Oh, Blaze Blue. Okay. I um, never played Blaze Blue. Melty Blood, the recent Melty Blood I played for a good amount of time. Um, so, I'll, you know, as games come out, I'll still try them, but I definitely don't think um, I have no, I, I have very little desire to be like that competitive. I just think they're kind of fun. So, basically, if my friends are playing them, then I'll try them out. And you also kind of hard to, right? What, say again? You've also played uh, a good amount of fighting yeah. games too, right? Yeah, I mean, I played a ton of... Me and my friends played a ton of uh, Street Fighter Two on the SNES. And um, it was also in arcades at the time, so mm -hmm. I played a, a lot of that. Yeah, Street Fighter Two and Super Street Fighter and Turbo and all that. Champion Edition. All a that classic, shit. yeah. But yeah. I, uh, I also then, played... Sorry to interrupt. I also played... Okay. Street Fighter 2 in an arcade, but I was like five years old. And my. Okay, you couldn't barely read. You look over that. Yeah. And I think I'm pretty sure my grandparents paid the person I was playing against to lose to me. Oh, <laughs> oh that's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> that's a nice thing for your grandparents to do. My grandma used to take us to uh, arcades as well, but she didn't uh, pay the other kid to lose. <laughs> Unfortunate. Didn't go above and beyond. Uh, but when I where I went to college, I went to college in uh, Philadelphia, and there was like basically right across the street, there was a really good arcade that was mostly fighting games, and it was like a mixture of students from the, the university and like just local local people. So it was an it was an interesting mix of people playing with each other. It was a lot of fun. The games I played a ton of there are. The Capcom SNK crossover games, so mm, Capcom yes. SNK Two, Marketable Millennium Two Thousand One, and uh, the uh, terrible game SVC Cats, which is the SNK version of the other game. So uh, I loved that game, but it was completely broken, so I nobody see. played it. And that's the only way I eventually got really good at it because <laughs> on the other games in the uh, in the arcade. As soon as you started playing, like another guy would come up and like challenge you. So, mm -hmm. SBC Chaos was one that people didn't really like. So I got really good at that, and eventually I could run the machine like any people played the games. That's pretty cute. You should. Uh, that was fun. 
We should see if uh, that still exists and challenge some of our mutual friends that play random fighting games. There is an online version for the Xbox 360. For the know. Xbox, wow, that's it's been a while. That's wild. Um, but I, I'd be pretty good. I learned some of the what do you call them? Infinite combos. Like oh, nice. Yeah. Broken. For me, I've uh, I've been really thinking about because a uh, Marvel Marvel Three, uh, you know, has not had support for a while and kind of disappeared. Uh, but it's really making a comeback. I think it's. Um, oh really? I've, I've been interested in maybe picking that up when it's on sale and seeing if, because uh, yeah, it has a it has like a decent community still, um, and there's still tournaments that are being held for it and stuff. So I was never able to do well in MBS. Oh, sorry, NBC. Uh, but I, it looked like a cool game. It's hard. Yeah, it, that's the thing, right? It like looked cool, so it was, um, like because it looked cool, it's what kind of drew me in, right? Just because it was flashy, you didn't really have to understand what was going on. It is actually a yeah. It was game interesting to watch. The, uh, the the arcade I was at had like I guess official tournaments, like they were mm -hmm. tied into other tournaments, and I would play in them even if I didn't know the game. <laughs> That's good. Basket. You're funding. You're funding your your brick and mortar. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I should. I played them. I, I funded <laughs> them quite a bit. Probably more than I should have. But yeah. Yeah. I also played a shit ton of. Um, Time Crisis 2, the gun game, the light gun game. Oh, like the one where you pointed at the screen? Yeah, yeah, you're shooting at the screen. Uh, but Time Crisis 2, their, their, um, their gimmick was there's a pedal, and when you press the pedal, you get behind cover, so you can dodge bullets. Oh, I see. Interesting. I never, uh, because those cost money, I never really played them. I, I used to, um, we used to go to like a rec, like a university rec hall, with my family when when they were um with my parents when they were grad students and oh. they used to have like big buck hunter there oh sure yeah and i never you know i never got to play it but when no one was using it oh. i would just like pick up the gun and point it at the screen and pretend i was playing it that was oh, the, sure that was the extent <laughs> yeah. of my that was the extent of my um light gun experience i did i did a fair share of that uh but yeah yeah i'm i'm it's a good time um, okay, I have. I, there's one other game that I remembered earlier. That, oh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Roller Coaster Ooh, Tycoon. I played that too, yeah. One and two. Uh, we got it. My friend and I collected cereal box tops and sent them in and got a copy of Roller Coaster Tycoon. I think two. Whoa. Or maybe one. This is. What cereal? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I <laughs> uh, could not tell you. Um, An interesting tie in. Yeah. We. Uh, I know there was some kind of promo we collected the cereal tops uh we sent them in and we just played that for a long time uh we we spent a lot of time on that game and in fact i um i discovered one of my favorite streamers uh just calling out to the nostalgia of playing that game because he was streaming it one day uh, no longer exists oh. unfortunately but yeah good time but that was it and then the last category for me is mmos uh, i played yes well i played akea dreams of divine lands uh played quote unquote um, Wait, what, what? Say that again. What's that called? Akea Dreams of Divine Lands. Never heard of that. Uh, well, I did mention earlier. It's the mud. It's the mud I was talking about. It's earlier. the mud you talked about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Just because, no just because it was free. Um, I played RuneScape uh, oh, back who? back in the day. I used to. There was some summers we didn't have internet, so I used to bike to the local library. I was also not the only one. There was a whole crew of us, like middle schoolers, that would go to the library and play RuneScape. 
Um, huh. We used to bike to the library to play RuneScape, and then eventually I discovered there's another library, so I would bike. After my Close one hour all. at the first library was up, I would bike to the other library and do another one hour. And then uh, I eventually played WoW for a while. I played Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, currently, I play Lost Ark. So. You're still playing Lost Ark, right? I am still playing Lost Ark, yeah. How, how's it going? Um, it's fun. Uh, I don't put that much time into the dailies at this point. Yeah. Uh, those have gotten a little boring, but I'll still do them with my friends do them, and we met you know cool people playing it, so um, it's still fun. We're keeping up with ending end game content. Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, it's like it's very Diablo. Yeah, for sure. I think I think it's it was interesting how blatantly they just tried to appeal to a bunch of different you know, fans of different games. You know. Like, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, but but actually, all those systems that they stole were like the bad systems, and oh um, really? What do you, what do you mean? Yeah. So like. Uh, like the Diablo parts, they don't really, like the loot dropping quickly reaches a point where it doesn't matter, right? Cause like in Diablo, it's like, oh, you're looking for, there's at least a couple of cool things you can look for that you get excited about when they drop, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in Lost Ark, it's pretty rare to have that because at best that just means you just found something that's worth a lot of money. Um, you don't really get- Yeah, usually you have to like upgrade or- Yeah, exactly. Blacksmith your so, stuff. So their systems are, they're like, what I would say they're good systems or like they're healthy systems are the systems that they made on their own. And like the Diablo RNG drop stuff um, doesn't really translate, right? It just looks like Diablo and it kind of feels like Diablo early on, but very yeah. quickly once you get to the end game, it, it becomes quite different. Same with the Monster Hunter, like Guardian Raids are clearly a Monster Hunter ripoff or not, I, I guess ripoff is not the right word, but it looks, it's meant to look exactly like Monster Hunter, right? Um, but Except top down or three four speed. Yeah, but a lot of the actual monster hunter parts are the bad parts, and fighting the guardian that they made is the good part, in my opinion, at least. So, I see. Well, what? Wait, what are the monster hunter parts? The monster hunter is like... the guardian raids, right? So like you. Um, oh, you didn't think the guardian raids are good? The guardian raids are good, but the monster hunter parts are not good. So like throwing a flare to find the guardian, for example. Okay. Like okay. Hunter, I see. Um, yeah. Throwing a pheromone uh, to keep the monster from running away is like i don't know in my opinion it's kind of what it, it's not, not really that interesting right um, yeah I, I could see that um like the monster the monster's health not showing up is obviously it's like there's a lot of things that like they work technically but they're clear they're not really adding anything and they're clearly just there because they took the inspiration directly from another game yeah, it's like and those game. are the systems where it's like okay like these are not necessarily like super negative but they don't really need to be here right <laughs> yeah i had trouble i definitely had trouble with the no yeah you don't know what their health is yeah but it makes sense because if you're it it's easier to do that if you're trying because they're a small company as well right so it's easier to do that than to just try to do something different for the sake of being different right mm -hmm. and you can iterate on your first you know you can take the whole thing as a starting point put it in your game and then iterate upon it to make it better uh, even if some of the original ideas turn out to not really be necessary yeah i mean i'm all i'm all about that you can take other i i mean i think games should just build on each other and take stuff that works well and yeah absolutely um but i i also think there's a limit to how healthy that can be right because 
at some point if like certain genres of games i think have really become stale in the past years i think tactics is a big one all tactics mm -hmm. games these days feel like exactly fire emblem right yeah it's just like oh okay. it's a story driven game with difficult battles uh you know characters that form some kind of relationship with each other you know someone you have like this uh you have some kind of king or, or like palace drama story you know and permadeath and, yeah permadeath and level up i feel like there's very little change that comes out because and and that's not to say there's like no games that that try to do that but you know i think as a if you take the collective in the past you know five years or whatever it's been very homogenous i basically i basically hit a wall with tactics games like i haven't played them since a while back because i just was like i don't i don't it's it's like a it's like a difficult puzzle to solve but mm -hmm. i don't feel good afterwards i just just <laughs> yeah <laughs> For oh, sure. Yeah, I'm good. I get that. Uh, and speaking of MMOs, I, I played a bunch of MMOs when I was younger, and then I kind of swore off of them. I think I told you when mm -hmm. I started playing Lost mm -hmm. I was like, I don't really play MMOs, just because they never end, you know, keep going, and I yeah. can get totally addicted to them. Uh, I played a game called The Realm, which was a, at the time, it was a Sierra game, the, the, the same people who made those adventure games I played. And um, it was like a 2D MMO that was really shitty, but <laughs> they had a really, everyone had a house, like automatically, every character you make has a house and you can put things in there and put things in your strong box and like all kinds of, you know, basically leaving mm -hmm. your shit in a house. But other people could visit your house. And so basically there was a way to, what I liked about it is it was possible to rob other players' houses. <laughs> Because uh, you could you could go to anyone's house, you could be invisible if somebody else didn't have detect invisibility. I see. And you know, you just wait for them to open the door and run in and grab stuff. It was great. That sounds <laughs> funny. that sounds a lot like um, like survival games today, right? Like oh yeah, it is kind of it is kind of like that. Yeah, uh, I was yeah I was a real dick back then and <laughs> would uh, rob people's houses and and you could do some fun like. Uh, I ran a couple of fun scams on there where <laughs> I used to, there was one that was really good where you convince someone that they're you know how to like do a dupe bug like dupe addiction mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and so i'd be like hey i know how to do this dupe bug I'll, I'll show you how to do it so first like put something in you want to or put some uh, an amount of money in you want to double and then do all these things and one of the things was restarting your game so you had to you had to log out ah, for see. this dupe to work and while they were logged out i'd put in whatever the whole thing into their box that they had tried to duplicate and so they'd come back and be like oh it worked great and then next time they did it they put in all of their money uh -huh. you know like millions of gold or whatever right. and of course then they'd log out and then, <laughs> and then and i'd take, them, a, yeah, take it all a two-layered two-layered have a ton of fun that sounds hilarious yeah, I love that. And then I played some uh, EverQuest. I played a lot of EverQuest mm -hmm. and a little bit of World of Warcraft. But after EverQuest, I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, I think EverQuest was right, right before my time. Like the the MMOs yeah. I like dabbled in at that around the same era was like Maple Story. Uh, yeah, yeah, Maple Story. A little bit. Did, did you did you play much of that? Not really. Uh, this was before a bunch of the patches that made it like 
possible to level up basically so i didn't really have the time to put in to actually experience much of the game yeah and with uh everquest i i played a ton of it but didn't really like it that was weird to me made me feel weird I think I guess I dabbled in a couple MMOs since then, but yeah, those those are the big ones for me. I like you. I before Lost Dark, I also kind of swore off MMOs just because uh, for a totally different reason. But just because, um, well, I guess not for a totally different reason. But they kind of stopped being fun, and there was too much social interaction involved. So too much social yeah. interaction. But, I usually think of that as the, like the big advantage. Yeah, I, I get that stuff. for for most people. But, I, <laughs> but you were like yeah, something I don't want to do with I'm that. largely anti-social interaction, um, okay. especially with online strangers. So, oh, with strangers, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it was like you play Lost Ark with people all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I play. I play with. Yeah. So yeah, the social interaction is only with strangers. With friends, it's totally fine. Um, I, see, I see. But you know, even in Lost Ark, we don't always. We definitely don't have eight people, right, to do everything. So we end up having a party with like. It's like two okay, queuing that's... League of Legends, right? Like you have two or three people that you're playing with, but then you have randoms, and yeah. uh, it gets stressful over time. Yeah, I get that. Okay, so I think that about Kaiser. We are we're like an hour <laughs> in, so we're definitely not going to get to the we're definitely not going to get to the actual topics. Um, I mean, I can uh, I can record whenever. You know, so when, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'll we'll see one. you back here tomorrow, I guess. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so I wanted to talk about uh, what our goal with this podcast is other than just having fun talking about games right um, as you can see we, we video game talk yeah as you can see this uh this can get out of hand very quickly as far as time goes uh, we have a lot to talk about but you know basically the idea is uh we just wanted to take some of the things we normally talk about and put it in this format and hopefully um it's interesting to someone out there um, yeah so some of the things we talk about are like company organization student org organization i'm really curious about how uh, the game industry functions, right? How, you know, from mm -hmm. the outside, like how it functions both to address like the kind of concerns I have as a, as a consumer, right? But also how it functions compared to, you know, the tech industry, which is what I'm in uh, for now, at least. Yeah, and I can, I can speak to um, some pretty different approaches to games mm -hmm. working at both Activision and Rust. Oh, yeah. I they were very different. I imagine the and attitude what they were trying to do I guess it's yeah so I love picking some fans brain on that kind of thing so we'll probably have a lot of those conversations um, we will talk about high-level game design that's mostly something I want to talk about I've already said a couple of things uh, just offhand here about you know what I think is good and bad and fun and not and what kind of audiences to try to target for example uh, you know the difference between the philosophy of League of Legends and Dota or like in a broader scale and you know, a riot as a whole compared to Dota and Magic and the games they kind of try to and Valorant in some cases right? although I don't know anything about Valorant yeah CSGO, me neither anymore uh, or uh, Overwatch uh, oh wait Valorant is the C is the, is the CSGO slash Overwatch yeah. game or slash yeah that's been doing pretty well right I think it is doing quite well um, I, I played it when it was in like alpha and beta oh nice nice I see but I can't I can't play any first-person games because I get motion sick. As of oh like, really? Yeah, as of interesting. I, I started happening when I was maybe like twenty-ish. So ever since oh, wow, then, it I, happened like, late. Yeah. Huh. Ever since then, because like I used to be fine. I uh, so like one of my favorite games I play like right before this started happening was like well this is third person but it was like Saints Row Four. 
Uh-huh. Um, that was really fun, and I had no problem playing that. And I also played Minecraft in in high school, a little bit. That was fine. But mm-hmm. sometime around like twenty twenty one, I just suddenly like could not play any of those games. Got like serious oh man, sickness. bummer. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm not a not a big shooting game enthusiast anyway. But yeah, yeah. But so all I, the walking simulators, you can't. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So I guess that's that's like our one blind spot, which is like neither of us play know anything about. Well, actually, maybe. Well, you did work on COD, so never mind. Yeah, I worked on Call of Duty. Never mind. Never mind. I That's mean, not... I played a ton of shooters for a while. I don't do play them anymore. I see. But it. yeah, I played. I mean, I grew up playing um, Doom and Quake and Duke Nukem. Oh 3D. right, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. And uh, uh, Dark Forces, Jedi Knight. Can't you, see you know Dark Forces. Okay. Uh, early Star Wars games and. Uh, Let's oh, I also see. played Battlefront. Battlefront, I played as. Oh, sure, yeah. Battlefront the, the Two. Star Wars game? We used to borrow that from. Yeah, we used to borrow that from the local public library. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> if you can imagine that. Uh, That's awesome. So you, oh, so you get uh, you could rent or get games for free. Yep. Huh? yep. Well, you That's could. Yeah, you could rent them like a library book, basically. But. Yeah. Huh. Um, so yeah, as a kid, I was fine. I put like a, you know I played that quite a lot, and then at some point it it just suddenly went away. I am, um, like I said, I've played a, a ton of shooters, and when I was at Activision, obviously, I played mm-hmm. a ton of Call of Duty, especially Modern Warfare 2, uh, the original. Uh, eventually, I just got tired of it. Like, I, I got tired of the gameplay of shooting people in the face. You know, yeah. like, I want to do other stuff. Understandable. So, Understandable. I'm like, okay, so like, I'm tired of the constant violence. I don't know. You know, that uh, that's... The original topic we were going to broach in depth today was skill-based matchmaking, and that actually comes, from what I understand, a lot from the COD community. So, oh, does it? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know too much about the details of its origins, but yeah, I don't know the um, because uh, the publishers, Activision, and the developers, Infinity Ward, were uh, like the developers very intentionally kept the publisher at arm's length which, uh, I see. With, good, with good reason that that makes sense yeah activision so i didn't like i didn't know the gotcha. details of their matchmaking gotcha gotcha but uh with riot it's, although even then they are very secretive about the specifics interesting interesting so riot yeah. is also secretive huh oh yeah like sure. even within itself interesting uh there's certain things like that like Anything that you could easily like, re- like leak, and it would be a huge problem oh, for the company. Okay. I, think I see. That, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Enough. But they do a pretty good job. I mean, they do they do make an effort to like let people know about the uh, upcoming things they're working on, like the secret right. teams, so to speak. Where it whereas at Activision, you would have never heard of it if you didn't know I about see. it. Like, you wouldn't know if there was some secret thing being worked on. Interesting. So yeah. fascinating. So like, um, well, I guess I'll get to this later. But one of the things, one of my early influences. So one of the things I want to talk about is, yeah, like I said, high level game design. Um, one of the things that really influenced me early on was um, Mark Rosewater, the uh, the lead designer at Wizards. Uh, in other words, the lead designer of Magic. Mm-hmm. Had a co- still has a column, I think, but had a column for a long time called Making Magic that I used to read because we didn't really have entertainment options back then uh, that <laughs> went that went like straight up into in-depth detail about their entire design process. Uh, oh, Like okay. exactly how 
you know, what the stages were, what the goal each stage were, how many people were on it, what kind of things got said. In post, after the new cards were released, he would like go through some of the initial designs and changes for some of the cards. Yeah. So it was very transparent. He still is very transparent. Cool. That's that's. I'm sure people, other people on like the dev team of the card game working on, I'm sure they love that stuff. Uh, but that's interesting. I, I'm curious to see what what the effects of the different levels of transparency are. And yeah, I mean, there's there's pros and cons each, and I'm in a weird crossroads with that. I'm in a weird position with that for as a marketing person because right. you know one of the big things that we're like kind of in charge of is making sure no bad or wrong stories come out about right. things. So people leaking things is concerned. Right, for sure. Uh, although honestly, it's always the developer always and and like this hardcore gamer community always makes a bigger deal out of leaks than they really are like mm -hmm. in terms of their future sales or whatever right, it doesn't of course. really matter yeah unless it's like something leaked right before it launches and right. it sucks you know right but it's still uh yeah that's that's a good point magic also had a similar well not really similar but magic had a problem for a long time with leaked cards right upcoming cards and yeah. the thing is like like you said, there's really no effect on the leak. Yeah, does it matter? Yeah, because everything will be will be quote unquote leaked, right? But it's just that it changes the schedule. Uh, yeah. Of of like how you can announce it, because like Magic does a lot of things where it like partners with content creators to have exclusive previews, right? Like uh, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. this podcast or this show or this tournament gets to have an exclusive preview that people tune in for uh, of the new card. And if it's leaked, I guess the, the downside is like that kind of thing doesn't happen. But I guess that's a good point. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. That it really um, doesn't necessarily affect sales or whatever. Uh, this is a little bit of a tangent, but um, did you have. So in my high school and I guess elementary school or junior high, we there was a lot of um, people stealing magic cards out of people's lockers, mm. lockers. And so it was it was banned in our school. Magic. <laughs> like we could not play it. Uh, openly did you have anything like that no we the magic player but it was actually quite small um so okay. i i played magic you had a lot of nerds well we had a lot of nerds but we were um uh we were mostly Yu-Gi-Oh players actually the Yu-Gi-Oh player base was was large and the magic player base uh -huh. was kind of small in my grade i only met like you know 10 total maybe like five to ten and some and a lot of those like i i got them into it um oh, i ended okay. up okay. i ended up making friends with like some uh, upper like some people that were uh, a grade above me um, uh -huh. I just like randomly joined them because I saw them playing but other than that in, in total I only met I only ever ended up meeting like 15 players out of you know 500 or whatever uh, 2000 oh, okay. maybe um, I, for, I totally forget 500 I think is per grade uh, so so that wasn't really a problem I don't think we had a problem with that because we were uh, we were kind of like a super academically focused and also generally rich and did not like it was not cool to be a thug in our school i guess is the best best way to put but it but you said you said you grew up uh, money was an issue yeah for for us but not for the school necessarily oh okay uh, so and by that and it was less of an issue in high school because uh well we we don't have to get into my whole family history but it, it was less of an issue in high school because um uh, we got we moved in high school because my dad found a job uh, that like paid relatively well, so it was less of an issue mm. at that point. Yeah. 
And that's when you moved, you were in the like the Dakotas? Yeah, I was in North Dakota until ninth grade, from second to ninth grade, and then I moved to California, um, to the Bay Area. At, that's that a big change. Yeah, it was a great change, uh, but yeah, very big. Um, yeah, I mean, North Dakota, I get it, though. There's not, much, there's not a lot to do. Yeah, it was a nice, it was, uh, I mean, the adults at least were like actually nice. It was a good experience. I don't know if it, <laughs> I don't know that it'd be a good experience now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but back in the day, um, it was it was actually pretty good. It was not bad. The the adults anyway, kids different story. <laughs> okay. uh, although I mean I, I had I had great friends as well. I uh, I spent a lot of summers in Fargo because uh, my dad and mom were split when I was pretty young, and he lived in Fargo, and we mostly lived in Minneapolis. But I'd go out there and. It kind of sucked because I basically didn't know anybody. Yeah. <laughs> my friends weren't there. Yeah. But so I replaced it. Basically, we all, me and my brothers, replaced friends with like constantly renting movies and video games. Mm, right. So I pretty much like played every shitty game that was on the <laughs> Super Nintendo during that time. Like, yeah, it was, makes sense. I played some, some really bad uh, stuff. I similarly, I had a very similar experience with uh, the Game Boy Advance because okay. um, I guess I can't really. Uh, that was the console you had, right? There's no way to talk my way out of this, I suppose. But, um, you know, I had access to, uh, or like, <laughs> uh, okay, never mind. You were, I can't, you were I able to acquire games. I don't, I don't think I could talk about this, actually. I don't think this is a good idea. Never mind. Forget I said <laughs> <Okay>. anything. <laughs> you, you legally acquired some games. Yes. Uh, uh, whatever the reason is, I played I played a lot of Game Boy Advance games. Let's, okay. You know, that's that's what I got to say. Um, okay. Yeah, you had one of those carts with like all the all the ISOs on it or whatever the ROMs. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Um, all right, fine. <laughs> uh, no, uh, who, no one's gonna can't, care. Okay, yeah, can't can't say that I understand what you're saying. I'm not okay. even sure that you're yeah, speaking. I don't know what I'm <laughs> spotting random nonsense. Um, oh, that was that was us talking about uh, marketing on station. Uh, but yeah, that's. I guess I don't have to go through the rest of this list. Um, but that's an idea of what we talk about a lot and what we hope to talk about here. Uh, we'll also just talk about experiences that we've had and and our recent experiences playing games. I'm kind of curious what your perspective on Lost Ark was, for example. Oh yeah. Um, since you know you dropped off basically at the end of tier two which is like you know two-thirds or like three-quarters of the way through the story part of the game but way before quote-unquote the real game starts right um, yeah i didn't but, uh, i didn't get to it and that's totally fine i mean i think that's it's intentional but i'm curious you know what what you liked about it and what your experiences were so that's the kind of thing we'll sure, do you about. want me to save that for now yeah let's save it well Okay. We'll, we'll compare the experiences because we are we are also uh, way deep into our time here. Um, yeah, I should probably go eat dinner in that one. And I'd love to talk about speedrunning too. Like, oh yeah, I have a lot to say about that. So the two, uh, you know, for our next, I suppose for our next two episodes, we'll be talking about in no in whichever order the two topics we had planned were speedrunning, uh, because you are part of a speedrunning community, right? Yeah, um, and I a speedrunning community of like forty year olds, but yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, communities <laughs> are communities. Um, it's probably better than the speedrunning community of fourteen year olds. 
If yeah, it's way better. Like everyone is nice. Yeah. Um, so, so I've, I'm also interested in speed. I never, I don't think I ever will actually perform a speed run, but, um, you know, I, I watch it. I'm interested in it from a number of levels. So we'll talk about that. Uh, the other thing we were talking about is, um, skill-based matchmaking from, and, and this is like a, a really boring discourse that's been had a bunch of times, but, you know, we'll briefly cover like the reasons for skill-based matchmaking, but what I want to, the angle I want to come at it from is, I think there's a very legitimate reason why people want, uh, people don't want skill-based matchmaking all the time. Um, I think there's like a very legitimate feeling that as a develop as a designer, you should address, right? What's that? You mean like, uh, it feels bad to lose half the time? Or? Uh, well, maybe, maybe. I think there's well, a couple levels, but one, I think one thing is like you want, like people want to have the feeling of being the best player in the lobby sometimes, right? Oh, sure. Uh, and I don't think, and I think like, yes, you can't do that without, you can't do that all the time without ruining nine people, nine other people's experiences, right? right? But I do think that it, that's a legitimate desire that you should try to tap into, right? Because that's kind of your job as a designer. It's like, what what do people want and how can I give them an experience to, to tap into that? So I yeah, want to explore a little bit about um, how, how we can make that happen. What kind of games do make that happen? And does it, for example, does it get boring? Um, can it even be done? Uh, are there some Right, yeah, is there a way to scratch that itch that yeah, doesn't exactly, ruin exactly. it for everyone else? Um, I, I'm interested to hear, you wrote a bunch of things of people that are your influences. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm interested to hear about So that. as for, yeah, as for the shape, uh, the texture of this podcast, um, some influences I have uh, from a content side, uh, just so that, you know, if you recognize people, you can maybe understand uh, that, you know, there, there's going to be some thread that links uh, the way I talk, at least, or the way I think about things to them. Um, Maro is Mark Rosewater. I already mentioned him. Probably my oh, biggest right. influence. Okay. Uh, like I said, he's the one that really gave me an insight uh, with his column that I used to read all the time when I was, uh, and this is way back. This is when I was like, maybe like 11, right? Uh, he was already wow. doing this um, into like game design. And, and you know, for, I didn't really seriously uh, think about myself as a game designer, but just the idea, the process was interesting. So probably my biggest, mm -hmm probably my biggest influence from that angle um you know but at this point i think he's definitely not perfect like i can understand that there's uh some ways i definitely want to be different from what he does but i, I still think he's very solid and, and again probably the biggest influence um, oh lsb that's a that's a magic person that is a magic person lsb is luis scott vargas uh he's now he's also a content creator so in high school i used to just consume a bunch of magic content because there was Again, there was just no content to consume and it was written, mm -hmm. so it was easy to do with that internet. Um, so LSV, LSV is another, uh, he's also a game designer. He works at Direwolf actually. I th or yeah, I met him. At some point, oh, you met him, interesting. So I, I also did, yeah. met him, coincidentally. <laughs> LSV and I are hey. Facebook friends. Uh, oh, wow. He has no idea, I'm that. sure, but. Um, <laughs> he has no uh, idea. Long story, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of his way of thinking pretty much. Uh, he's also just very entertaining. Uh, he's also a game designer. He talks about stuff like Morrow. Like I, I think, as, at least on on the stream persona side of things, like uh, he's also a podcaster. Um, you know, on that persona, like I think, you know, there's definitely ways I want to be different from him. Uh, but overall, again, I think big influence on me. 
Sagem is a more recent one. Sagem is a oh, so we watch you watch yeah, Sagem's Will a Kill with us. Yeah, um, Sagem is a streamer commentator for fighting games. Um, these days, mostly a streamer. I don't think he does that much commentary anymore. Uh, he's talked about why as well. Um, very similar. He does he does a lot of videos about things like uh, about things that happen on Twitter, basically, um, with a fighting game perspective. Big fan. Uh, and, and I can go through a couple the rest of these pretty fast. Uh, Core A Gaming, just a channel very much in the same vein as these. Uh, also a fighting game bent, if you want to check it out. Uh, and just for other uh, interests, as far as content, there's for speedrunning, there's like Tomato Anus, who does uh, <laughs> speedrunning explained videos that I think are really good. I think he has a good Oh, really? Message. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I think I've... I think I may have posted a couple times, but I can I can send you a few more. Big fan of the videos, um, and then just over time, there's been a lot of personalities in uh, the competitive scene. Like I closely follow a lot of competitive games, so Dota, League of Legends, StarCraft, um, you know, things that come up here and there that that I think are strong influences to me. Um, oh, well, then, you know, probably a lot this of tomato anus. Sorry, this tomato anus guy. He does like explainers on. Yes, huh? yes, he does a uh, very ah, similar cool. to. The one short oh, eye one, type video. Yeah. One short eye, yeah. yeah. What about you? Do you have any uh, content influences? You know, I was trying to think of that, and I, I don't. Nothing comes to mind. Uh, you're your own. I should think about it. You're your own. I'm man. On my, yeah, my own. I'm You're uh, to no one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I've I've kind of struggled over the years to find like a personality I like, and it maybe just be like. It's maybe just like a side effect of my misanthropy, but I really liked uh, hearing like some of the, I really like watching speed runs, like the, the best, you know, the games done quick and RPG limits right and stuff. And there's some people in there I like, but yeah, no one, I, no one I really watch, uh, consistently or, or like content creators that follow that I can think of. Interesting. I think about that. Okay. Like yeah. Somebody. I'd be, there's probably someone that you're just not thinking of. So I'm interested to see, to hear who it is. Mm. Yeah. I'll think about that. Um, okay. Uh, I guess this is pretty clear by this point. This was supposed to be at the beginning of the intro before we got mega sidetracked. But, you know, I think we, the two of us cover a lot of bases from different angles, right? Like I'm very much yeah. a, like, for example, earlier you said, uh, that you know you don't like MMOs because they never end, but for me, I like MMOs because they never end. I actually really don't like it when games end. I actually don't play a lot of single player games for that yeah. reason, right? Uh, and do, similarly, do you feel like uh, like empty afterwards or what? Not really. I uh, I feel like I want to do more. That's yes. I, I like more. if I had fun yeah. playing the game, I want to keep playing the game, right? That's that's Perfect. how I feel. Uh, but that's not, you know, that's not universally true. Um, like, if I like the story, I'm glad when it ends, right? I think a story cannot, or, you know, a story be good probably forever. shouldn't go on forever, necessarily. Um, there, there are exceptions, but, um, so, like, if I play a game because I like the story, I, I, I'm fine when it ends. But if I like the gameplay a lot, I tend to not like it when it ends, right? That's so yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, so that's that's one example. The other th the other part where we uh, come at it from different angles is you play a lot of different games. Right? You're, you're, like you're excited to try um, all kinds of different games. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, right? And I tend to not do that. I tend to, you know, uh, for me to like play it, to really get into a single player uh, game, I have to kind of be pretty sure that I'm really into it. And I, I'll drop them pretty fast if I don't like it. And I don't tend to try it that many. Um, and usually mm -hmm. I want to play the same game a lot. Right. So. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely have that thing about if it doesn't end, I, I worry that I'll never stop playing it. Oh yeah, for sure. But that's, isn't that the, isn't that the dream, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess so. You know? I like, uh, I want to, I want to see everything that's out there. We should, yeah, so. we should probably talk about that at some point, the two different, these two different styles. Um, well, and it's, it's actually it, that, um, that feeds into speed running too. Like, mm -hmm. um, the games I speed run are games that games that I like the atmosphere of. Mm -hmm. I like hanging out in those worlds. Right. And so I'm like, I've done everything in the game. I know exactly how to beat it every time. Right. How how else can I continue playing this? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's an interesting topic for the speedrunning section, actually. Um, and then the other thing, the other thing, uh, the other compliment we have uh, is. Our, back, our, our work backgrounds, right? Like you work in right, right. and in game companies. Um, I work in engineering and non-game companies, you know, I guess between the two of us, we don't really have an actual game designer. Uh, I consider myself somewhat- <laughs> you, You've made some stuff, right? Yeah, you know. I was gonna uh, ask tips you, like, have you ever like made, made something or- Yeah, so, uh, so no, the answer is I have never, there's nothing I've made that has reached production as far as like game design wise. Um, mm -hmm. But I've done a lot of, uh, well, uh, that's not true. Um, I've done a, I have a cube, uh, so in Magic, um, oh, yeah. Magic the Gathering, you, there's a format called cube where, yeah, I know. Um, where you basically, instead of drafting from a booster pack, you make a set of, you know, somewhere between 360 to however many, usually like 400 something cards, and you basically draft wow. from that. Um, it's like a custom basically a customized draft experience. So I have, I have made that. I have played that with people. Um, people thought it was fun. Uh, but oh, that, okay. that's about the extent of my completed projects. I, but I do have a lot of designs that I've started and then abandoned, um, usually because uh, I don't want to implement them. Like I look forward and I think <laughs> we, I have to implement this them. This is going to be too, this is going to yeah. be a shitty tempo. Um, so, uh, so uh, but I do have a lot of designs. We can talk, if you're curious, I can share uh, so, for example, the the Final Fantasy Tactics Advance mod is one of one of those. Oh, right. Mods. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. So, you know, if you're interested, I can share uh, what those look like, why I made them, um, what my what my overarching philosophies are as a designer. Uh, but I'm not by no means am I would I consider myself an actual game designer yet. Uh, we'll see how that uh, goes. But that is something I'm interested in, and and I like to. Uh, try to do so i mean i i definitely dabbled with it too like i when i was a kid i made a couple of uh, uh text adventure games in basic oh i did too yeah not in basic oh, okay, but cool. I, I i made one on my my mom got like some random graphing calculator that she didn't use and gave to me and i made sure, text sure. adventure games in that yeah oh nice nice yeah um yeah that was a good time for like games on calculators uh I remember doing a lot of that in high school, like having, yep. there was like a really popular uh, drug dealing game on um, <laughs> see. calculators in high school. Can't say I remember that uh, one, but it makes sense. Where you'd like, 
it's basically just um it's like a resource management worker mm-hmm. replacement game kind of thing mm-hmm. and you need as you go you upgrade to harder drugs and bigger, <laughs> and bigger organizations yeah, that's fun. but uh the the um, text adventures i made a couple of my friends did too like actually probably the best birthday present i ever got was uh, my friends made me like a really short uh text adventure game that was like about my birthday that was oh nice that's cute yeah 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 like my friends growing up they also were into adventure games so i had a lot of people also interested in that interesting yeah i made you know i made a text adventure game just because i was bored in class um Mm. and but but yeah i've i've definitely even when i was a kid and you mentioned that you made some custom games in in like warcraft maps right yeah i worked on some warcraft maps and uh, a friend of mine and I worked on some Duke Nukem 3D maps. So those were kind oh, of difficult to make. So uh, we never really made anything particularly good, but we spent a lot of time on it. Yeah, for sure. In, in a lot of those times, I was more interested in like competing. So like we, I made, you know, I've written like guides for stuff. Uh, even in Hearthstone, I wrote a short guide. Um, oh, really? Are you, are you on Game Pass? uh no no i just posted on reddit i i was not it was definitely a one-time thing that i just wanted to do because i thought it was fun um okay definitely did not did not try to monetize it anywhere or, or post it anywhere um legit um but yeah so but i have not had that many things for production i hope you know i i do intend to work on more of those things and we'll see how that goes but yeah that's that's something to talk about and also um if you want to discuss the topic on one episode about uh, the gotcha game uh, world, we could definitely address that. If Wait, which what gotcha game world? Uh, just gotcha games in general and oh. hentai games, I guess. Oh, sure, sure. You want to talk about that? I mean, we could. It's something oh, okay. we both know about. Or I yeah, well, we it's where about. we met, actually, right? That's right. So uh, we, we met on a hentai gotcha game. <laughs> uh, we are adults, I promise. Um, uh, but, yeah. Well, to be fair, I am. I am like very much uh, pro. Well, I, I'm like anti. What, what's the right words? Yeah, I'm like very anti prudishness. You know. So, okay, sure. So I, I don't have a. You know, I'm not ashamed of talking about anything. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm fine with it. Yeah. So we we actually met uh, in a guild in a guild basically in a hentai gacha game um like some like two two years ago at this point uh, uh something like that yeah so something like that. that's how i got it so yeah I think, you were the uh you were the leader right i was the leader i, I still am the leader although um i'm pretty do much you still do it? i don't really do anything anymore uh some people you know i understand you know there's some sentiments that i should probably be doing more but you know uh <laughs> You know, do you participate in the in the race? I do. Yeah, I still do. Oh, okay. In fact, I have to go do that before within the next hour and ten minutes. So. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, yeah. uh, But yeah, so we can definitely talk about that. Um, We also approach gotcha games, I think, in a very opposite way. So that would be interesting. Um, Oh, okay. I'm also really gotcha games. You know, I mentioned earlier that a lot of games I feel like are just very repetitive. No. Uh, like tactics games, I think gotcha games fall in the same category. I mean, there's just so many now, and they're all made so seemingly like quickly and haphazardly that uh-huh. uh, I feel like they're very stale in in many ways. 
You still did like a lot of cash grab stuff. That's just. Not... I think they're all cash grabs. You know. I mean, it seems that way. I mean, it's a. There's it's basically combining a, a slot machine with game. Yeah, you know, there's a couple exceptions. Like, for example, like FGO, um, at this point is not new, but it was it, it was like a front runner, right? So it doesn't really count. You know, like Genshin, uh, actually is a gacha game, but in my opinion, like actually has some. Uh, what's sort of ambition it's like an ambitious gotcha game right that yeah it's got way more to yeah. it i mean it's uh, for example but i think you know if you were to take all of them and put them in a list and pick one out like the actual cool gotcha games are like the top you know 0.5 percent and the rest is just all the same. yeah that's enough complaining about that okay uh so yeah we can we can for sure talk about that i, I guess we have a ton of uh ideas to, to think about here um, yeah i mean i hope we uh i mean i can't we can't build all over the place i'm hoping we can turn it into something yeah uh, yeah something listenable um so i guess the last thing i'll say before we end is uh from my perspective and feel free to jump in with anything you have here is uh uh what high level what what kind of attitude are we going to take here um, i think there's two things i i really believe in with this kind of medium um, one is that, you know, I'll, I'll just say like no takes are final, right? Like we, in other words, um, I'm not here to kind of like spew hot takes and then defend them and uh, say that anyone disagrees with me is wrong, right? In fact, I, you know, I'm very much here to look for new information and change my mind on a lot of things, right? Um, Right. Okay. And I don't, you know, I don't think that, in general, uh, in society, I think that's often perceived as a bad thing, and I think that should not be the case. And I'm very happy to be wrong. Right. So, um, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, if you're a listener and in the future you uh, disagree with me on something, um, don't assume that just because I I had a position at that point that. You know that's like something i believe with every fiber of my being and if you disagree with me we're totally incompatible um, i'm happy to listen to uh, any new information that comes up and and change my mind if if that's what it takes um yeah but, that makes sense i mean i i feel similarly like, yeah uh, and similarly I, just, I don't know what i'm talking about all this time <laughs> right right similarly uh if you know if we ever talk about like news right for example um or like recent events uh, we're not or at least I'm not here to present the truth, right? Like I'm not here to say this is the way it is. Uh, my opinion is final. You know, um, I I'm totally understand that I'll be wrong all the time. And uh, again, I I hope to gather new information as much as possible. Okay, makes um, sense. And sometimes, uh, and in a very similar way, and sometimes uh, I want to just present new facts and new ideas without coming away with an opinion or a conclusion, right? Like, uh, so, right, right. so if I, you know, League of Legends does things one way and Dota does things the other way. And I, I tend to say something like, I think they're both totally valid. And that's, I understand that that can be annoying sometimes, right? Because you're like, well, do you, don't you believe in something? I mean, I, I know what I prefer, right? But what I prefer, the things I prefer doesn't necessarily mean the other, the things I don't prefer are invalid, for example. So yeah it doesn't mean it's like a absolute better one way or the other yeah exactly uh, but that doesn't mean i won't get upset about things as well um that, okay. that also does happen 
Um, and the last thing I'll say is uh, we, I will try to avoid um, being condescending towards any group. And by group, I don't necessarily mean like, you know, the political groups necessarily, but just mean like casual players, for example, or oh, sure. um, uh, children, or not necessarily children, but like, like 14 year olds, right? Um, I'll do my sure, best sure. To, to not make fun of groups like that because at the end of the day, we're here to play games, right? We're not, we're not voting or whatever. Um, so, yeah, there's all there's all kinds of players. Game yeah, players. exactly. Not the, and not the best one. I will try. Although I, I I will speak badly about kids. Yeah, I, I think I will too. But I just want to say <laughs> that you know I don't necessarily mean it to say to. I, I will try my best to avoid speaking badly about you know groups of people in, in condescending ways. Um, all right. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. That's a that's a work in progress. Yeah, those. I mean, those perspectives make sense. The, uh, like, and I feel pretty similarly. So that works for me. I'll think about it if there's anything else. Cool. And uh, I'm sure Noah sure will listen. Happens. No, even if at some point in the future, if there's listeners, Noah will listen to this episode. So we'll we'll have to bring that up again. Uh, okay. All right. I think that's did all. Did we do it? I think we did do it. Okay. Um, Let's do this. Again. Let's do this again. I'll see you some next time, dear listener, <laughs> friends. <laughs>